Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, we're going through the Psalms and you know you very often say, oh, this is the most wonderful psalm. So I'm wondering what you're going to say about Psalm 103. It is one of the most wonderful (laughs) psalms. (laughs) Oh, this is a psalm that I turn to again and again and again in my life. And you know, I, I recently, um, last year, went through um, a, t- a time of crisis, really, uh, health-wise, where the grace of God was just so wonderful. But I turned to this psalm again and again and quote the, the first five verses over my life countless times. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies you with your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, this is wonderful, wonderful stuff because, you see, it applies to yourself. David is talking to himself. He's talking to his own soul. So if I use these words, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to Colin Urkel. I'm saying, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord, Colin. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, Colin, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with love and compassion. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Uh, it, it is just so, so wonderful because, you see, it's so positive and it, 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 it helps you to focus on the outcome. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is going to lead you through. You're going to emerge triumphant. You're going to come out of the valley, onto the hilltop, out of darkness, into the light, if your trust is in the Lord. And, and to me, that is just the most wonderful declaration of victory because, you know, the, the scripture says that, that God always leads us in triumphant procession in Christ. It doesn't matter how things are going. And the, the, that last part of, Psalm, of um, verse 5 of Psalm 103, that, that's very interesting. So it's your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, I'm no expert on eagles, but I gather that uh, every now and again, the eagle's plumage has to be renewed. And that what the eagle does is go up to a very high and safe position because an eagle, I, I gather, can get to heights that most other predators can't get to. So he gets up to a safe place and literally pulls out all the feathers, um, his, his feathers, and then they regrow. He, he sort of feeds himself up before he does this. Uh, and uh, then he gets the new plumage and he's just like a young bird again. Then he can take off and, and fly again. And I think spiritually we go through those times. Spiritually, sometimes God takes us apart. It's the pruning that Jesus talks about in John 15, that the Father is, is the one who prunes the branches of the vine, of, of the disciples, of believers, those who are living in Christ. Uh, and, uh, you know, when God prunes you, it seems that 
well, you almost come to the end of yourself. Uh, he's taking out of your life the things that are unfruitful, ungodly, unnecessary. And uh, he's just refocusing you on the truth, on your priorities, on his will, on his purpose for you. And it's not pleasant to go through a time like that, but you emerge with your youth renewed, you emerge like the eagle that is ready to fly and to soar again with Jesus. Colin, you have come through all those health trials that you were suffering last year, and I suppose your youth your, has been renewed like the eagles. That's, that's how you feel now. But for that person who has just been diagnosed with something nasty or some tragedy has happened to them, how should they embrace that situation to make it turn out for their good in the way these verses describe? Well, I, I don't think they need to embrace the situation. They need to embrace the Lord. They need to embrace his word. They need to embrace what God promises. Um, because, you see, you can either see yourself as a sick person or as a healed person. Now, I'm not talking about living in denial. I'm not talking about uh, denying that you have a sickness that has been diagnosed or anything like that. If, if, if this is the fact, then that is the fact. But the fact isn't the ultimate truth. The ultimate truth is what Jesus says about the facts. And uh, facts can be changed by the truth. God is able to even heal um, diseases that are medically incurable. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. So it's a question of getting your focus on the truth and of speaking the truth over your life uh, not only when you pray, but even when you're in conversation with other people, so that you don't think sickness, but you think healing. You speak, not sickness, but you speak healing. You pray not about sickness, telling the Lord how sick you are, but you pray healing. Your whole focus is on the answer, not the problem. Um, now, I, you know, I know I can sort of say that in just a few sentences. Uh, if if those who are listening are sick, um, it does help to to know someone who is a person of faith, um, not, not just for that person to pray with you, but to help you to be positive in that kind of way. Um, because, uh, you know, it is so important. I, I would suggest that people get hold of my book, uh, Anything You Ask, um, or um, the, the short books that I published re recently called True Faith or True Healing, because uh, both those, those short books will actually help you to see how to apply this in your life. So when you read these verses to yourself last year when you were very ill, what was actually going on in what? Did you feel that the Lord, did you know that the Lord was going to heal you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you don't even ask the question as to whether he's going to heal you or not. You were so uh, sure. Oh, well, I mean, the point is that um, God has already done on the cross everything for our healing. It's there waiting for us to appropriate. And I think this is the mistake that so many make. They, they wonder whether God is going to heal them instead of believing that the healing is already accomplished through what Jesus has done. You see, David says here, he forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Now, he says this uh, a thousand years before the cross. But the cross has actually effected the forgiveness of all those who repent and the healing of all those who believe for all generations. So God has done a work 
where forgiveness and healing and redemption uh, are, are possible through what he has already accomplished. So, um, uh, you, you see, let me put it this way. If, if a sick person goes to the doctor, he doesn't say to the doctor, doctor, are you going to treat me? I say, well, of course the doctor's going to treat you. What, what's he there for? Uh, what he's going to do is to give you the best treatment that is available for your particular situation. Um, so you're going in the expectation that you're going to receive some medication and you believe that as you receive that medication, so it's going to do you good. Uh, now, that is your expectation. Well, now, our expectations at another level, of course, but need to be very similar with God. We turn to God, not wondering whether he's going to treat us or not or heal us or not, knowing, of course, that this is his purpose because of what he has done on the cross. Therefore, we're expecting God to treat us and to release into our life day by day more and more of his healing power as we take hold of the truth of his word. There's a very important word in uh, Proverbs chapter 4. My words are life to he who finds them and health to a man's whole body. So in the word of God, there is the answer to our need. And so we need to take hold of that word, apply that word to our lives, pray the word, speak the word, speak the word over your life. When people say, how are you? To say something positive. Not, oh, well, I'm dreadful, I'm terrible, I feel this and this and this and this. You know, because that's focusing on the sickness. Say, well, I'm thanking God for my healing. I'm praising God that he is leading me through this. Say something really positive. And she say, well, not all my friends are Christians. Well, that doesn't matter. Uh, they will at least see that in the middle of your extremity, you are trusting your God who is real and alive and is concerned about the circumstances in which you find yourself. As we read through this psalm, and we are, after all, looking for signals of, 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 of God about his character and, and his nature, we read in verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Now, what is this about fearing God? Well, to fear God is to be in awe of him. And um, he is so great and mighty. But you see, in verse 8, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. This is, this is the, the two contrasting, if you like, aspects of God that we've seen all the way through the Psalms. His transcendence, his greatness, his mightiness, his awesomeness. And yet at the same time, his approachability, that he is a God of compassion, he is a God of love, he is a God of mercy. He's the God who wants to be gracious to us. He's the God who wants to enter into the daily circumstances of our lives and to touch our lives with his healing power. So, yes, he is great, and we worship him as the king who reigns and rules over us, as the Lord of heaven and earth, and yet at the same time as our Father who loves us and cares about us and is going to meet our need. Verse 17, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you angels. I love this because, you know, David begins by telling himself to praise the Lord, to get his eyes off of his circumstances, off of himself, onto the Lord and onto what he's done. And then he, he is so encouraged by faith, having done this, that by the end of the psalm, he's actually telling the angels to join in, whereas, of course, the angels are already at it. You know, he says, praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, you who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. 
Praise the Lord, O my soul. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 